Whether packing for a destination vacation or planning a staycation, Macy's has everything you need. Summer's almost here, and I'm so excited to take a trip with Bryn. We are planning it right now. We are heading to Macy's before we pack to grab new shoes we can wear all day with anything. I'm excited to lay in the sun with key pieces from Macy's, like my new Dolce Vita sandals and Levi's skirt. I am ready to relax and look and feel amazing. Oh, how good that sounds. Of course, I can't forget a new beach bag. I have been eyeing the collection of beach bags from Macy's, and I can't wait for you to see what I choose. Shop at Macy's.com slash own your style. The virus that causes shingles is sleeping in 99% of people over 50. It's lying dormant, waiting, and it could reactivate at any time. And while not everyone at risk will develop shingles, it strikes as a painful, blistering rash that can last for weeks. Think you're not at risk for shingles? It's time to wake up because shingles could wake up in you. If you're over 50, talk to your doctor or pharmacist about shingles prevention. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count for your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. So Puerto Rico is a beautiful place. It's a lush island. It's great for surfing. It's got a culture. Like you feel like you've really gone somewhere far and you don't need a passport, which honestly I do really enjoy. It's a beautiful island. The people are amazing. The food is amazing. The water, the beaches, the vibe. It's a great place. It really is. In Puerto Rico, you'll taste the influence of Spanish, African, and native Taino traditions, sometimes all in the same dish. Puerto Rican chefs and restaurants put their passion into every bite. Puerto Rico is an excellent destination for food, which may not be a well-known fact. Whether it's a five-star restaurant or local favorite spot, no one does food like Puerto Rico. No passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. Just be update. We're now in our second phase of the Be Strong Ukraine effort. We started off getting to Poland meeting refugees, assessing the situation, seeing where the needs are. And what we arrived at is that getting refugees out and relocating them and moving them on to other places in Europe or just taking them out of camps to get them relocated locally in Poland is critical. In addition, there's been a food shortage and a medical supply shortage in Ukraine. So we will work with trusted partners and work on trucking and warehouse logistics to get aid and medical supplies back in into Ukraine and distribute accordingly. You have to be very strategic about with whom you distribute because it has to be people that are trusted. So the aid will actually be distributed where it needs to go. And also not forgetting people that are far away from main cities. Many times main cities get aid and it's an onslaught of aid and it's an embarrassment of riches where people that are far away from those centralized points really could use it. So that's what we're doing right now. The $10 million in aid coming from Miami, most of that will go back into Ukraine to distribute for people who need it there. And the $5 million raised, we've started to allocate that to travel and relocation. And I say $5 million, by the time you hear this, it will be $6 million because we've been raising approximately a $1 million a day. So we thank you. The $50 donations our train ticket out of there for a refugee, $250 can relocate a family. We are grateful. 100% goes to the effort. You are making a difference. The messaging is working. The, the connectivity, the information, it's all working. So you have definitely helped and saved people's lives. Our mandate is refugees out and aid in. There's a crisis in refugees exiting and there's a crisis in people who have stayed. So it's a multi-tiered, two-pronged effort. Refugees that are leaving, many want to linger near Poland because they just feel that they're sort of in limbo and don't know what's going to happen next and they're not ready to move on. Certain people want to live 
throughout Europe and move. They're refugee camps. They will be overloaded. They will be terrible for the societies that they're in. So getting people out and moving them on will be critical for them and for the societies where these camps take place. They're completely going to be overburdened. Camps are not a viable long-term solution. And the $10 million from our warehouse in Miami will be coming uh, shipment by shipment. And that most of that will be taken into Ukraine to distribute to people who have needs there. So shortly, simply put, refugees out, aid in. That's the Ukraine mantra. To donate, go to bethany.com, B-E-T-H-E-N-N-Y.com slash be strong. Thank you. My guest today is actor, comedian, and director Justin Long. He is a force in the entertainment industry working on film, TV, and voice acting. He's a comedian. You may have seen him in the hit series New Girl, the classic rom-com He's Just Not That Into You, and various other productions. While continuing his acting journey, Justin is also the host of his own podcast today, which I have been a guest on. We'll discuss his journey to success in this competitive industry. Welcome our guest, Justin Long. Enjoy. Uh, well, I learned everything I knew about this vehicle and genre from doing your podcast. So thank oh, you. Oh, get out of here! <laughs> I hope we're recording. I hope you. Were, I hope you captured that lie. Yeah, everything I everything <laughs> I learned about podcasting, I learned in the hour I did Justin Long's. I did really enjoy the conversation. You're very curious. Oh, good. Well, I don't know if I should thank you for. Yeah, I think curiosity is. Uh, do, do you do you accept that as a compliment? Maybe. I think, and I think, in order to be a good interviewer, you have to be naturally curious, right? I think so. I would imagine. Yeah. I mean, I I watch a lot of The Bachelor, and um, sometimes you can tell when they truly want to get to know somebody. You know, it's it's very clear. <laughs> That's so true. That's it, so true. Somebody said once on that show um, recently. It was on this season. She said, <laughs> she's like, it, it was it was kind of sad because she had talked about a cousin of hers who had passed away. And then she said to The Bachelor, she said, and it reminded, every time I see fireflies, it reminded me of this memory with my cousin. We used to, and I thought she was going to say something innocent. You know, we used to catch them and put them in a, in a jar. And, and she said, I used to catch them and smash them and rub the, I'm not kidding, and rub the, um, the what do you call it, the, the illuminated uh, carcass on my face. She didn't say it like that, but that's what she was talking about. And, and she thought it was so pretty. And I was waiting for this guy to be like, wait, <laughs> wait, wait, what do you mean? You used to rub the, you know, just investigate it a little bit. But he was just like, oh, I'm so glad you shared that. And, uh, you know, you have such strength for sharing that. And it was wild. I, but I found myself having all of these follow-up questions. Um, that's amazing. Do you think The Bachelor is a good place to meet someone? Would you have done it in your younger years? Uh, no, definitely not. Because I, um, even though I now, have a, <laughs> I now have a podcast and often talk about with my brother, uh, so we talk a lot about our lives and we try to avoid any story that might be offensive to, to a family member or a friend of ours. But so we, uh, but we still also try to use stuff in our personal life to talk about, you know, funny anecdotes or whatever. And, um, but back when I was younger, the, the last thing I wanted to do was um, sh share anything about my personal life. I was very protective. I, I mean, I still am to a degree um, it, when it comes to other people in my life. So and, and and if any of the dates that I've been on had been filmed, I said this recently, we had Michael Theo on our show. He's from a, a beautiful show called Love on the Spectrum. I, I don't know if you've seen it. I haven't. Uh, it, it's people on the spectrum looking for love. And and uh, and, and it's it's everything The Bachelor isn't. You know, it's it's um, it's they're so pure and and kind of unaware in many ways of the cameras. So so there's something really like pure and honest about their pursuit of, of love that's being televised. And um but anyway, I, I said this to him that uh, if some of my dates had been filmed, I mean, it'd be so cringy. I feel, I'd feel so self-conscious. And um, so in some ways, I, I, the, the people on The Bachelor who, I, who are able to do it and, and really like do it for the right reasons, quote unquote, I, I, I guess I kind of admire. Um, I would just be way too self-conscious, I think. Well, you have a private energy to me. So are you a private person? <laughs> um, yeah. 
Yes, I really cherish my privacy. There, there are certain things in my life that I, um, yes, that I, that because so much of my life, because I'm a person who is somewhat visible and, and um, I, you know, kind of visible to people in the world. Uh, and I, so I've given up a, a degree of my privacy and my autonomy. And um, so whatever I, whatever is closest to me, whatever I hold dearest, I, I, I try to really protect. Yeah. Well, where is the line? So in your life, like I'm, I never go, I don't really go anywhere. So if I'm going to work somewhere, yeah. it's sort of like you're going into a studio, you're going to do something. And I have a fairly private life unless it's something I want to put out there. And things that often I put out there, maybe may, maybe somebody else would think they're private, but I don't care about those. But then some other weird nuanced things to me are private. So where's the line for you and how um, private is your life capable of being? I mean, how much of your life is a celebrity life and how much is just like a, a guy just living his life? I would say the majority is very uh, almost, I know this is not a fun answer, but it's pretty boring. It's, it's so normal that, um, you know, oftentimes I'll meet people and they'll say, they'll say a version of that. Like, oh, you... You seem so whatever normal, as though it were a, a compliment. Um, and I think people are just expect that. I don't know. I don't know what they expect, but something a little bit more glamorous, maybe something. Um, and I don't. It's not be like I funny. try. Be funny. Well, there's that <laughs> for sure. That I don't mind as much as um, you know people who think they really know you. And um, but I, the line. Where's the line? Uh, I think it's people who. I think it's my life. I think it's my people closest to me, um, girlfriends, uh, family, parents, um, you know, people who, who didn't necessarily ask to uh, be, be visible in the world. So um, you seem, you've done so many different things. I actually, in reading it in print, you've worked a ton. You've seems like you've always been working. So do you have a, a rigid work ethic? Because as an actor, you know, that could go either way. Some people just sort of show up on set and it all works out. Or do you have a serious drive and work ethic and are always looking at the chessboard? Not necessarily, not really looking at the chessboard. In terms of um, the bigger picture and what I have to do to maintain a degree of professional whatever. Relevance. Uh, yeah, no. Uh, no, what it is is I, I love... I just love working so much, and um, I, I, Bethany, this is going to sound like I, I think kind of like a bullshit answer, but I, I, I feel so lucky to be able to do what I do. Um, uh, luckier now, I, I think the longer I've stayed in it, the, the, you know, the luckier I, I, <laughs> I feel because I, um, it's, it, it's, I think it's hard to stay in this business um, and continue to to work in this business. So. Uh, maybe it's the pandemic. For whatever reason, I feel the luckiest I've, I've ever felt to, to be doing this, and so um, it it uh, it kind of it makes me want to work as hard as as I can. I mean, I I just did a movie in Utah, and, and um, y you know, it was it was a fun, silly movie. Vince Vaughn rewrote this Christmas movie, like a Hallmark Christmas movie, and so it, it was really um, kind of an absurdist, fun, R-rated look at at those movies. Um, and and so you you could argue that it's whatever it's like a a month of laughing and joking around but but I, I even even though it was that in tone I I took it I take it very seriously you know I take what I do really seriously I I um, prepare I now more more than I did when I was younger for sure I, I look at some jobs sometimes something will be on TV that I've done and 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 I'll regret not um, having gotten more sleep the night before uh. you know I'll regret having gone out and. Um, I was just talking about this last night, how L.A. used to be, you know, almost every night we'd go. You know, it was just in my 20s, I would. On fumes. Um, fumes, yeah. yes. And the next day, you don't, you have nothing to give. Yeah. Uh, so I feel I feel like I had this this great opportunity and, and um, it, it's something I never want to squander again. I, I want to like the, make the most of it. Well, my, I have a book that's called Business is Personal because whenever somebody says it's not business, it's personal. I'm like, what the hell is more important than business? You spend so much of your life uh, oh, yeah, in business. I think business yeah. is very personal. So it sounds like for you, the yeah. lines are completely blurred. Uh, well, they are. And I also really love, um, I, I like being comfortable at work because I often feel, I found that when someone's not prepared, the actors usually that I know, actors, directors, people, professionals who aren't prepared are the ones that tend to be more um, hostile toward other people and, and and much less fun to to be around. You know, the they're the ones link who are. Too. 
Well, yeah, I, I, I think that I, I um, you, you know, you can I've seen old I've seen actors of, of like a really high stature sometimes uh, just not doing the basics, you know, and, and you'll see them searching for lines and then um, be, because they're they're insecure about their their lack of preparedness, they they lash out on other people and, and they they throw their weight around. And so I, I really love being around people. I love working with it. this crew in Utah was was an example of that. Um, just just I, I love I don't know, um, meeting different people, getting to know people and, and, and being my best around them. I, 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 I hate when a day goes by where I'm, I'm a little like shaky on, on the lines, maybe or, or a little less certain of what I'm doing. And, and um, you beat yourself up a little after about it. You, you obsess about it a little. Well, because it's it's um, there's a, there's such a degree of there's it's per you know it's there's a it's permanent. Yes. When, sorry to pop that. When when you film something, I it's agree. like so. I think it's not like a play where you can go back and like I'll try that again. I'll, I'll master that tomorrow. I'll get that tomorrow. It's that's forever. And so it's it's also an exciting thing about film. I love that about film. Um, but it's it can be if you're not if you're not doing it properly. Uh, yeah, beat yourself up. Sometimes for me, so for me, I'll say to myself, if it doesn't do well, I don't. That's okay. But if I feel that I didn't do well, that's not okay. Meaning oh, I could for sure. put something out, and I just feel like we did the best we could. We nailed it, and then it totally. flops. I don't give a shit. I give a shit Likewise. if I feel like it was shoddy, and then yes. I feel like we're scrambling and we're driving with no brakes. I hate the feeling of driving with no brakes. Yes. Well, you are such a driven person yourself. I mean, like far more so than I am. I mean, I, I go through, I definitely get like lethargic and I have, I love being lazy and, and, um, you know, getting stoned and just like watching sh shitty movie. I mean, I, I, I definitely go through those. I, it, if I do it long enough, it'll make me depressed. And so I, I try not to keep those periods m much longer than like, you know, a couple of weeks at a time, but you strike me as somebody who is I mean, every day is full. Is that safe to say? No, I oh. stack. Yeah. I have to restore. I work at such a crazy level and my mind doesn't turn off. It's called, I call it activation. Huh. I constantly am getting activated. So I need to like, it's like a bear that sleeps in the winter. I need to Down try to restore. Yes, I have to really restore because my body can't help itself but be activated. Oh. We're in a big relief effort now for Ukraine. So I'm activated. Huh. So I have to like deactivate and say, okay. And it has to be a discipline to do. How do you do that? Well, last night I was like in, you know, we're, we're working on this thing for the Ukraine. And last night I was like listening to comments and reading things. And I felt myself, I have to control myself because I could do that till four in the morning and be on the WhatsApp chats and talking yep. to these people that are in U U Poland right now. Wow. So I literally said on Twitter, okay, let's all try to deactivate because it feeds off each other. And I mm -hmm. drank a half a vodka and I went to bed at midnight. <laughs> and that, okay. yeah, but I, cause half I had vodka. to like, I'm writing this down. This yeah, is good I advice. Half a vodka half... and had to get my, cause I don't take anything. I wouldn't take anything to sleep cause, but Oh you, oh, you don't? Why is that? I just don't like the way anything feels. I, I Like a film will be on me. I just like to feel fresh. I agree. Have you tried 5-HTP? No. I don't know what that is. 5-HTP has been working for me with in combination with Calm Gummies. I don't get paid by them. Okay. I should. Uh, they, that's, I found very helpful. We, we have, um, do you ever try C, CDB, uh, CBD? Yes, but I don't know which. It's all like, the, it's like saying extra virgin olive oil. It's like 40,000 browns. I don't understand the break through the clutter. I'm going to send you some. There's a sponsor. This They are a sponsor for, for our show, uh, C, the CBD company. But anyway. Okay. All yeah, right, well, send yeah. me. Great. Um, okay, so do you, of all of these things, do you like anything the most? And do you, what are you getting the biggest uh, personal ROI or the biggest financial ROI? What is like so worth it to do? So you're, or are you just always switching lanes? I'm so sorry, Bethany. I feel so dumb. What is... ROI. Return on investment, your personal oh, okay. investment, your financial investment. Yeah, this is like yeah. Uh, return. Okay, our, my my biggest ROI. Um, I, 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 I'm, I'm trying. I like the way you speak. Uh, you speak in business terms. Right. Like you could say, yeah. listen, the podcast, I don't make the most money on, but it just right. rewards me because I get to be, or the movies, I laughed like an idiot for a month and it didn't make it, or, or this makes me so much money and I love it because yes. it's great business. Like, well, that makes sense. Uh, yeah. Well, um, okay. Uh, well, then I would say about the podcast, it certainly don't, do not get paid as much as, as um, being an actor, uh, but it is, it is the most rewarding in it's it's differently rewarding in a creative way. It, it, it's more it's far more personal. So like when somebody I was this I always think of this when somebody says something to me out in the world about the podcast, uh, and it's often Bethany in, in passing. In like it, it's often in very off the cuff. Like I, I was this going to this restaurant. Oh, it's so good, Aroha in L.A. This great sushi place, and I and this woman 
we were taking her table as she was leaving. And as she just passed me and said, uh, love the podcast, kind of, kind of like j- j- just really thrown away. And I, it means so much to me. So I'll, I kind of like doubled back toward her and I was like, thank you so much. You know, it, it's so nice to hear. Whereas, um, when somebody said mentions a movie or something, I, I have so much less involvement in a movie. Well, that you're I, not being you. Per right, se. right, right, right. So it's like, this is you. Yeah. It's more, and it's an hour of you. Per se. I mean, yes. that's like they, they're listening to you drone on for an hour. So if they actually <laughs> I mean, no, like it, definitely you know, droning. Like... <laughs> yeah, and so it's you're right. So it's it's like them saying, "I like you as a person." I suppose. Um, yeah. And, and 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 my brother and I directed um, this our first movie, this movie, Lady of the Manor, and and so when people, it's, it's similarly when when they say things about that, that meant a lot more. And and and. Um, on the flip side, when when it got you know it got some bad reviews, that was like a dagger. You know, those were it's you joining on for now. <laughs> exactly, exactly. They like you versus your work, and it's also good to, for someone to say I love your work, which is you acting, but that's yeah. two different things. Well, that that must have been strange when people would approach you about the show, about the TV show, about um, Real Housewives, and because you know, I imagine that's like a you had said something. I forget how you articulated it, but that it was. A heightened situation. Those were heightened situations. So, so right. when, how do you accept that kind of a compliment? Like, I'm a big fan of yours from that show. Well, like you, it's the com- comedic timing and being a Greek chorus. And so you're talented at something and you're on the fly and it's real. But it's in those weird, it would be like being good at the groundlings or something. You're good at being in that circumstance and being funny. But it's not like, and I love you, but they might love me for like ripping somebody a new asshole, which is not what I necessarily do every day. So it's a mixed bag. You know, you kind of a la carte menu it. And then what does it say about them if they love that about you? I love how you tear people down. (laughs) Exactly. I love how you do not support other women. It's great. Um, Okay. So (laughs) um, do you think you're funny? Uh, (laughs) Um... I I I do think I'm I, I'm capable of being funny. Uh, I'm capable of being very unfunny. I I know and cheesy and like you know it's funny. I I um I think my humor. I don't know what it is. If if I'm just getting the older you get, um, I don't know if you get cheesier. But I found myself getting kind of like laughing at cheesier things. Like I laugh at more commercials. You know that commercial with um, I think it's Progressive Insurance where they're like. Uh, it's it's like don't turn into your parents like don't become middle right. aged. It's, it's like all these young people like you know and they're complimenting the waiter at being so you know or they're or they're talking about what a great parking space they found. <laughs> I um I find myself identifying with that commercial like um. Last night Paul sent me a picture of a pizza at the supermarket and it was DiGiorno and he texted me he goes uh-huh. it's not delivery. Because you know their yes, campaign it's yes, not delivery to DiGiorno. Yes, like, I would do something like yeah, that. Yeah, that's very I, dorky. I, I, Sometimes I write things on Instagram. I try to be funny on Instagram. I I, I love um, trying to be funny. Right. <laughs> like um, I like people with whom I can laugh. I think that's like that is the most cohesive uh, glue that that in my life. Like when I when I in terms of connecting with somebody, it's it's um it's always humor. It's sense of humor. It's, Who's the funniest person that you know? Yes, I was talking to um, Nick Offerman yesterday on on. Our pod on life is short, uh, uh, and and Nick said that he and his wife Megan Mullally, the way they they met um, was that he we were talking about that that that, he, that it was immediately through they were doing a play together, and he said you know it's just those little those dumb little bits that you have. He was he happened to be backstage with her, and he said you know like look at the guy in the front row, he's you know wearing like this obvious toupee, whatever. They would point out things to to, to kind of laugh about and snicker about, and I found that the the, the relationships in my life have always started there with the humor um, with the humor I mean he he pointed specifically to being in church like like the humor that's slightly dangerous yes it's like um, it's farting in church yes it's fake farts in church that's what like the litmus test of and that happens to be what I find you know where I developed a sense of humor I grew up watching Monty Python and Laurel and Hardy and these these kind of um I guess more old-fashioned but but really like universally funny things and there was a lot of physical comedy and and, and there was a lot of t- timing and awkward pauses and I don't know I just um, like 80s SNL very... Paul and I every day do oh, candy, sure. candy gram are you, I'm like are you that yeah, well... shark like every day we do the same joke about are you that shark you're not that land shark that, uh, no <laughs> candy gram <laughs> Uh, mine was was Chris Farley and Phil Hartman and those guys in in the like early nineties. Crashing I guess, into like the Mike table. Myers, 
Dana Carvey. Yes. I mean, brilliant. Like stuff that um, it still holds up. I mean, I, I, to me, Laurel and Hardy, I watch and it still holds up. There's, there's some Chaplin stuff that holds up. Um, I loved uh, uh, Three's Company and um, uh, John Ritter was, was like a hero of mine. So uh, Michael J. Fox was brilliant. His timing on Family Ties. So, so, you know, those were my touchstones. Mother's Day is May 12th, and Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Macy's makes it easy for your little ones to buy a present for you for Mother's Day. Bryn loves to shop but sometimes has a hard time figuring out what to get me. I have confidence that Macy's Gift Finder will be a great guide for her. Something for everyone at every price point. Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas, it's so easy to shop. You can shop by price, category, or gift lists, like for the mom who has everything, gifts that are already wrapped and ready to be gifted, and gifts for grandma. Plus, Macy's has top gifts like Beats headphones, digital photo frames, Polaroid camera, and Samsung Smart TV, the frame. Head on over to Macy's.com slash gift finder for the perfect inspiration for Mother's Day. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snag a Job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On-demand, temp to hire, part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. AI might be the most important new computer technology ever. It's storming every industry, and literally billions of dollars are being invested. So buckle up. The problem is that AI needs a lot of speed and processing power. So how do you compete without costs spiraling out of control? It's time to upgrade to the next generation of the cloud. Oracle Cloud Infrastructure, or OCI. OCI is a single platform for your infrastructure, database, application development, and AI needs. OCI has four to eight times the bandwidth of other clouds, offers one consistent price instead of variable regional pricing, and of course, nobody does data better than Oracle. So now you can train your AI models at twice the speed and less than half the cost of other clouds. If you want to do more and spend less like Uber, 8x8, and Databricks Mosaic, take a free test drive of OCI at oracle.com strategic. That's oracle.com strategic. oracle.com strategic. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. For me, humor is the number one thing in a relationship. I, and so I, I'm, it seems like you're the same. Uh, and you can really diffuse. I mean, I'll say to Paul, I'll go, I'll say about somebody, I'll be like, they could go fuck themselves. And Paul will say, when I hear you, I, I hear the queen. Like, I hear the crown. When I, when I hear you, I, I think of the crown. Because uh-huh. humor can diffuse so much in a relationship. And those, that oh, banter. Yes. yes, for sure. And, and it, lasts, it outlasts everything. I mean, it outlasts any kind of, I think, physical i mean hopefully not well maybe not uh maybe you can have them both forever um all right so i want to switch gears because i was shocked and i don't know that much always about what goes on and uh i don't read all of the articles about things but i was shocked about and i, I hope you can talk about it or are okay talking about it, this uh, this uh, crazy abduction story that you had jumping out of a moving car is that like is that even real oh yeah Yes. Yeah. That's really funny. I'm glad you're loud. You're like, oh, my abduction. Yeah. Well, I wondered what you were going to say. And I thought it's funny. As you were saying, crazy abduction story. 
Um, it was, um, but I, I, I guess I don't think of it that way, even though you're totally right. It's, it, it's just a much more dramatic way of, of, um, saying it, I guess that, than my, than, than how I keep it in my brain. Um, but you're totally right. It, it was an abduction. Um, it was something that I talked about on just a basic abduction. Well, it was, I got really, it's hard. To, it's one of those stories that's very hard to nutshell. And it's a, it's a long story, but I, I told it on Dax's podcast, um, when, when I did that to help kind of launch our own podcast. And Dax had asked me, this is an example of like, we had been talking about earlier, where's the line, you know, what, um, how do you separate the things that you really want to protect in your personal life? And this was one of those things that I had told Dax years ago and kind of forgot that I had told him. Cause when it happened, I was telling people, I don't know Dax that well, but like um, I was telling, I, it was such a shocking thing and, and it coincided with, um, kind of coincided with a breakup. And so I was going through all these like pretty heavy things and, and um, I was trying to make sense of it. And so you just talk about those things when, you, when you're, I wasn't in therapy at the time. Um, I should have been. And um, and it seems surreal, it sounds like. Oh, like it didn't it, even, it's it like totally, you dreamt it. What, what just, like you the, made it up. It was like my reaction to that, Bethany, you were, I mean, it, it was in fact an abduction and yet I'm not able to, I, I, you're right. I had this like kind of glib, reaction to I'm it. the same as you. I yeah. was so similar. In high school, I was held at gunpoint and I had the same, later on, it's like I made it up. I oh did not make God. it up, but it feels like that. Oh my so God. anyway, we're, we're on your abduction. We're not on my gunpoint. We're on your abduction. At one point during the abduction, I had thought that's what was going to happen to me because they were, um, it, it's, again, it's a long story. These uh, 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 local guys in um, Michigan, basically, uh, <laughs> this is going to sound so hard to nutshell. They, they, I smoked with them. I smoked what I thought was weed and, and it was, um, I, I think I've told this story to people in like private security and, and they said, oh, it's, it was PCPs pr probably. Like they, they're Holy pretty shit. convinced my, based on my reaction and my body okay. shut down and my, my mind stayed active and my adrenals started firing. And it was, um, yeah, really like frightening. Uh, and I, and to get, and they got me in a car and basically to, to get away, I jumped out of the car, the moving and car. And they knew you were you. They did, and they were saying things like, um, you know, we're going to make a, let's make another movie for TMZ, or, uh, it fortunately was before everyone, and now everyone's got these, you know, right. the can't, video, uh, video recorders, an old fashioned, I feel like Doc in Back to the Future. Um, everyone's got these <laughs> video recording devices, and so, but at the time it was, um, they were driving me, I think, to someone who had a camera, and they were going to, I, my guess is they were going to probably film me do, doing something like salacious or in some compromised position. Wow. But so I... Um, you were just peripherally aware of that and you had some sort of wherewithal. They were driving. They were in the front seat. I was in the back seat. I could hear them kind of speaking uh, conspiratorially on the phone. And, and it, again, it's a long story, but basically that's what I... I at the time, I thought they were going to shoot me. I thought they were going to kill me. And you opened so, a door and ran and get, went out of a moving car. Yeah. So what happened was it was... There was no one around. It was like 3, 3.30 in the morning and... And, and this small town in Michigan, and and, uh, and I saw headlights come, and they were going through red lights, uh, and we were not far from my hotel, but um, so I knew I, I knew roughly where I was, and so I jumped out, I, I opened the door, I would say it was going thirty, you know, thirty thirty five miles an hour, and and uh, and and when I jumped out, of Jesus course you Christ. don't land on your feet unless you're Spider Man, and um, so I <sighs> rolled under the car, and the car rolled over my leg, and. And and I got up and Holy blood shit. all seeping out of my pants and um, flagged down a cab. And the next day, uh, anyway, uh, the next day I woke up, you know, in, in in a lot of pain. And um, but but oddly, my leg wasn't broken. The doctor thinks because I was kind of messed up, you know. I was gonna say I don't even know if you could have jumped out of a moving car if you weren't fucked up. Like that takes, you know what I mean? Like that's insane. It was weird. It's, it's strange, Bethany, because like you, you know, your brain. You you've been in 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 a sounds like a very harrowing situation, and so your brain starts doing like frantically doing the math. Like, how do I yes. save, how do I live? How do? I, and in fact, when I when I got up on my leg, which was really gnarled and, and um, it, it was pretty gruesome looking, I, I, I looked down at it and I remember being, I had the strangest reaction. I, I'm not at all a fashion, as you can tell, I'm not a fashion person and um, I'm not into that stuff. But, but you know, you have that one like pair of jeans that you've just had forever and it, they fit like a glove. Yeah. And, and so I looked down and, and I thought, oh shit, I, I messed up my jeans. That was the thought I had. Right. After, after thinking I was about to die, um, I was so relieved to be alive. I was just so, even the next day, I remember thinking like, 
oh, my leg was so swollen and gross. And I, and I just remember thinking how lucky I was to be alive. And, and, and sometimes I look back at that and actually, um, it, it, it's weirdly inspiring to me. Like, you know, it, it, there were other times in my life where I came close to death and I, and I think, um, and, and all they are now are reminders. I mean, there's trauma from it for sure. There's trauma that like, I think has made me change my behavior in the world. Uh, emotional that, and physical trauma yeah but but really it's it's mostly just relegated to like where i go out who i trust in, in some ways it's good for it's good being trauma. alert it, yes i have some kind of that 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 thing that event was the result of me really not wanting things to change in my life i didn't want to change my behavior i wanted things to stay normal i didn't want to accept that i was being i was things were different in my life socially when i'd go out i would um you know, my way of coping with it at the time was I would do like a couple shots of of, um, of whiskey, you know, just to just to kind of take the edge off at a bar because I loved going out. I loved being around people, mm-hmm. uh, um, and I didn't want that to change. And, and but it was it, it was um, you know it, it was during a time where I was also doing a lot of movies that a lot of people were watching, and I, I was in a relationship that was very public, you know, and and. Um, and so they were changing, and I and I, uh, I I I needed to change my behavior. I I remember talking to, uh, funny enough, a couple of nights before this event happened, I was at the same bar um, where I met these guys. I was at this bar with Steve Buscemi, and Buscemi, we we were doing this movie together, and he had told me he said, you know, he saw the way I was behaving in the world in this bar, and and wanting everyone to be to like me, and uh-huh. wanting things to be normal, and Hey, are you that actor? Yeah, but I'm just a regular person here. You're Let's still have a the drink. college guy. The college guy. Yes, I'm 27 years old. You know, I'm like, I didn't want the world to be as different as it had gotten. And um, and so and Steve said to me, it was interesting. He said, you know, you need to be a little like wary sometimes. I forget how he put it, but um, he then told me. Lauren this, Michaels told me that one time. Really? You gotta. You're gonna. You're gonna have to close your circle. Close more. your circle. Like close there will be circle. people. Yes. You'll close your circle. Will get tighter. I've never really had a big circle. I, my circle's always been fairly closed and tight. But the fact that he said that about people that he had advised, uh, just who are coming up, and this was years ago, he said to me, "Your circle will get tighter," and he's right. Well, that's a good point. But it's also yes, for sure, that happened naturally in my life. But but I I think it's also like how you. Strangers, you know, there's something about having just a little bit of a sense of protective, like a more protective quality about your space. That's trusting. And Steve had been, I don't know if you know this, he told me, uh, to to inspire me to do that, he told me about, in in greater detail, this incident with Vince Vaughn. I mean, this is all public. Yeah. Where they had been jumped, you know, this is early 2000s, they were in North Carolina and they were all jumped by some some local guys. for whatever reason, I'm, my guess is they were, <clears throat> you know, they were probably jealous of, of, you know, Vince was, was you know, attracted a lot of female attention and, and who knows what it was, but they followed them out of this bar. They followed Steve and Vince out and, and they jumped them and, they, and Steve was stabbed within. Um, Jesus Christ. Yeah, he was stabbed in the neck, uh, close to his jugular. And <clears throat> so he had a really frightening um, incident. And, and I think he told me that as, as kind of a cautionary tale uh, to just just be on guard a little bit more than I was. And and then sure enough, a couple days later, this wild thing. Oh, that's crazy that that was right. I know. Near the, and as you I, you don't have kids, right? No, no. OK, so as you become a parent, that goes oh, to exponentially because it's about them. Oh, and I then bet. you don't want to be dangerous anymore because you don't want to leave them. You know what I mean? When you have an incident, if you have an accident, there's like a boat that's scary or something, or there's people aren't being safe around you or a non-safe driver, things like that get really heightened. And especially since you've been through that, it's crazy if you, you know, become a parent, that becomes another level. Bethany, I would, I know, I, I imagine I would be so protect. I mean, with, with partners in my life, with pets, I mean, I, I but with kids, God, I, I can't imagine how protective I would be. Can I just ask you about the gun, um, what 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 were the the events surrounding that? How did you come to be held at gunpoint? I was in high school, and um, God, I sh- I was in high school. And we were waiting. I was with a girlfriend, and we were waiting in a parking lot. And I can say this because it's irresponsible, and I wouldn't want my daughter to hear it. But we were waiting. I remember I was in this Toyota Supra. She's not. I don't think she's listening to this episode. She doesn't. She's not a fan of Justin. Long, <laughs> yeah, so no. So um, she hasn't seen. He's not that. She actually has seen. He's just not that into you. No. But um, so she um. So I was with a friend and we were waiting, I think, for uh, these people 
to meet these people out. So we had some time to kill. And I think we were going to drink later and we had champagne or something in the car. And we were popping the bottle out of the door, which we opened up. We were popping it. And because the door was open and my leg was out, popping the bottle outside, these guys, these two men held us at gunpoint and made us get on the floor of the car and took my friend's necklace off and and then and and said they'll kill us and and they ran and they left and we went to the cops and we went to the hospital but it was really surreal and like it didn't happen because it happened so fast and it's the same thing you're saying it's anecdotal now like i always forget about it like do you have any recollection of of the details of their faces or anything like that the color like the guns like the colors of the guns and and weird i would picture that and my friend remembers more but i had a lot of like childhood trauma and like seen a lot of abuse and stuff so for me I'm like you, I'm glib about things and I just sort yeah. of, you know, I could have a near-death experience with uh, something and, and just sort of convince myself that it's not a big deal or I'm making it up. It's weird how the mind does that. Yeah, it must be for survival. What, yes. But I, I always imagine, I always wonder, I think about that often, you know, especially when I was a kid, I think about being held at gun. The idea that like your life, especially if you're that vulnerable, you're, you're face down and and it's and your life is totally in the hands of a stranger. Totally. I, I, I can't imagine what that lo- loss of control must be like. Like what? Yeah. Do, do, do you remember that feeling? Was it, was it, do, do you remember thinking they're going to shoot me? Not oh, even close. I don't remember really? any, no, I, I'm a block wow. outer. Wow. Wow. It's, yeah. Probably for um, the best. Yeah. So, um, so what has been the rose of your career and the thorn? The rose, um, well, God, that's a good question. That is a good question. Uh, well, well you know, I think the the movie that kind of sparked so much for me, um, whether it was Ga- well, Galaxy Quest and Dodgeball, were two movies that really set into motion a lot of great professional things. Um, and and they're both movies that <clears throat> I think like maybe relooked at. I, I know Galaxy Quest is uh, there's a there's a show in the works. There, there's like a I don't know if it's a reboot. I don't know what you would call it. But but uh, I know Simon. I talked to Simon Pegg on on my podcast about that. I think he's writing it. And so hopefully that'll come to fruition. And, and, uh, dodgeball, I was just working with Vince Vaughn, like I said, and he was, we were, he's been romanticizing doing a, having a, doing a sequel and having an idea for a sequel. Um, but those two movies were really led to a lot of, uh, led to a lot of professional opportunity. So I would say, but you know, I've also done really bad movies that, uh, you know, I did one where, where you know, I, I met, you, you meet people that are important to you and um, you have a lot of laughs. And so the ones that, that work out in the world um, are, are not necessarily uh, my own personal roses, you know. Um, those those two Galaxy Quest and Dodgeball right. happened to be a lot of fun. And I, I met Vince and such good friends on, on some of those. But... Um, God, I did a movie called Strange Wilderness that that got like a I think it got a zero on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> and, um, it was one of the greatest At least joys. The best of being the Just, worst. Yes, I know. Uh, the movie I directed with my brother was was uh, you know we had some 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 great reviews and some really shitty ones and um, but overall it was such a joy to get to do to to work with Melanie Linsky and and Judy Greer and women like that and so I, it's hard to say thorns are easier I think to, to count um, and, and there, there are so few of them because even the ones that, that, that didn't necessarily work maybe weren't all that fun I, I feel like I know this is these are such boring like Boy Scout answers but I, I feel like I learned so much um, and then you learn what not to do it's like it's like relationships too um, and, and you learn to be a little bit more dis- discerning and whatever and look for different things and value different things um, so it's hard to say like, oh, I, I, I wish I hadn't done this. There was a play that I really wish I had done. There are certain things like that that I wish I hadn't passed on. But, um, you know, you live and learn. Mother's Day is May 12th, and Macy's has the perfect gift guide to make picking something for mom easy this year. Macy's makes it easy for your little ones to buy a present for you for Mother's Day. Bryn loves to shop but sometimes has a hard time figuring out what to get me. I have confidence that Macy's Gift Finder will be a great guide for her. Something for everyone at every price point. Macy's Gift Finder has so many great gift ideas, it's so easy to shop. You can shop by price, category, or gift lists like for the mom who has everything gifts that are already wrapped and ready to be gifted and gifts for grandma. Plus, Macy's has top gifts like Beats headphones, digital photo frames, Polaroid camera, and 
Samsung Smart TV The Frame. Head on over to Macy's.com slash gift finder for the perfect inspiration for Mother's Day. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, snag a job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snag a Job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snag a Job is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles, ready for next day installation, and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. You said that your life changed sort of in that bar time and you were dating publicly. And I, I, I don't know what's gone on in between and I don't know that much, only what's sort of I yeah. read in papers. But you have dated publicly and is it easier to date someone in your industry because they understand your life and the schedule or is it not because there's two peacocks? Like how do you decide when to date a civilian or when to date someone that's that's in the industry that's interesting two peacocks that that's a good point um i i think i think the the, the former point is is true of me is that like it's it's easier to meet though those are people you bond with you connect with you meet like i don't really go out certainly during the pandemic and all that and since since the pandemic i'm and since i turned four you know since i got older i i, I don't really drink much that much and i don't go out i just don't so to go out much. I went out last night for the first time in a while and it felt again I keep thinking about this progressive commercial like I'm turning into one of those guys and like uh it was exciting I kept commenting on how exciting it was to be out and it was just a restaurant it wasn't even like some like hip bar it wasn't like some cool club it was just like hey um and I was like wow we're really out we're doing it um but I I think it's just natural to meet people that you again we were talking about just humor laughing with somebody and that being such a like immediate connective thing um and and I, those are the people that i i find myself really laughing with and bonding with and and um uh and and, and in terms of it being public public people who are known or whatever um the, I, I, it was always kind of you, you know I, I hear people talking about how difficult that can be and you you know you reading stuff and i found at least back in the day you know, it might be different now with social media and stuff, but um, I found that it was so easy to avoid that stuff. You just don't read it. I totally. just wouldn't read it. I would say that to people who are, you know, and I, I, you know, in one of those relationships or, or, or you know, ha have something coming out that's that's being consumed by the public. It's like it's so easy to not read. No, and you also you don't know? call paparazzi to come take a picture of you if you're private. If you don't go to the IV on Robertson, you might not mm. get paparazzi. Do you know what I'm saying? People well, can I have... do go to the IV all the time <laughs> because I love the. No, I, it's true. You're right, Bethany. You you there's certain places you avoid. I mean, I live in you know Massachusetts and in, in a small town and. Uh, Connecticut in a small. I, I just don't go to. I, you're right. I mean, it's it's easy to avoid that stuff. Sometimes it's hard to avoid. Sometimes you know, if they're at the airport or if they there happens to be something you're going through in your life, and they'll be 
you know this better than anyone they're they're around i'm in a long distance serious engaged relationship yeah so i find that that you know and we're in different industries but that has its challenges and it has to absolutely be managed and if you're meeting if you live in massachusetts and connecticut and you're always meeting people in the industry that are usually la based i guess or new york how do you manage because I always ask this question, like, how do you create a successful relationship? What is the definition of that to you? What's the recipe for that? Like, what works, what doesn't work? Bethany, I, you know, I'm 43 years old, and I feel like I'm just starting to figure that out. So I, I'm by no means an expert. Um, I'm a novice still, and I'm trying to figure it out. But um, I think it's about um, carving out space and time and 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 honesty and um communicating and just being really communicative and uh vulnerable and you know it's all the things you hear about uh and and it's when you start putting into practice and and, and you you find such such great what what dividends it pays what did you say earlier roi roi well it's interesting what you're saying yeah. so you're a year younger than my fiance and you know i i go to therapy and we go to therapy and mm. i'm seven years older than him and i notice different things developmentally in relationships with him and his past and him having a different relationship history than I do mm-hmm. I notice um this is like a coming of age for him this age that you're at where you're sort of realizing that there's not a one-size-fits-all relationship model and it can be non-traditional and it can be sort of a choose-your-own-adventure a la carte menu as long as you're curating that and nurturing it and paying attention to it meaning it's not the 25 what i what i what am i what a therapist said to me was when you're young you, and you first get together in a relationship your expectations are in a relationship once you mm. really get into the relationship the reality of the situation is what's in a relationship right i guess i had put a lot of um yeah i guess in the past i had been guilty of um having uh, uh, investing too much in those expectations um, and, and then, of course, when they don't come to fruition or when it becomes a real thing with, um, you know, real struggles and difficulties and you start seeing and all the, the gloss of the, the, the chemicals wears off and mm-hmm. um, you get into who the people are. I, I, but I think it's. And then you're in a real partnership, which isn't always easy. It's just what you put into it. Right. Unless unless and I think what the key might be. And again, like I'm new at this. Uh, I think it might just be like honesty up front. Is, is establishing a um, is establishing a habit of, of like regular honest communication and and I know that sounds like basic and um, but it's 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 to, to, to practice it I, I found is um, hugely rewarding and and um, not always and, and not easy no because it's like and you have to do it you have to like get up and do it but once you do it you feel better yeah. like probably the way people feel when they work out <laughs> well exactly I mean I <laughs> yeah not I, me this is what I've been told yeah <laughs> that's what I've heard um, I know it's it's doing it you're right and it, and it's like avoiding getting bogged down by the story that you tell yourself like oh I, I can't I mean I remember my dad used to say cowards die many times before their death and and um, I, I think about that often. I think about when, whenever I'm, I fear something. I, I it's, it's, it's never. Um, it, it rarely is it as bad as, as the story that I've told myself. Right. Do you feel so? You're 43. Do you feel? Um, I don't know if the word is self conscious, but do you feel any? urgency to have kids or like wait I haven't been successful at this I've felt self-conscious in my own life about you failing did? yeah but not I wrote a book called I suck at relationships so you don't have to <laughs> oh, okay. so do you okay. feel like you're you, you suck I or could have written a forward uh, do you that. suck or you're good because you've had so many practice so much practice not being good yeah that's a good that's a good <laughs> you know what I think kind of in a way I think now in my life it is it is the latter I think I, I think um you're right because I've had so much practice in ones that didn't work, and uh, you know, you, you. I think what it is is you just start to distill your own needs and recognize your own needs, and and um, and uh, and understand more clearly what what it is that you want and value. And I think that's what age does. I think that's. I was always so afraid of getting older, and and um, and now I, I'm I'm really grateful for the wisdom it's given me, and and. That is probably at the top of that list. Um, Relationship is, is wisdom. No, yeah, it's knowing what I knowing what I want, knowing how to maintain it, and also knowing what the other side is. I think a lot of guys certainly covet the idea of um, you know being wild and free and and being out there and 
and I feel like I um I've seen the other side of that and and uh and and it's and and it's not it's not what it was um cracked up to be yeah it only has to happen (laughs) once i mean theoretically yes yes. but it's the idea of it i mean i think a lot of guys are 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 compelled by the idea of what's out there and so when you kind of have a have glimpsed that just because i was single for a long time and you know i was not in um I, i the longest relationships i've had have been like three years so it's it's uh at 43, I, I certainly don't feel any pressure, but I, I, I feel a real sense of calm uh, about where I am in, in, in that, in terms of that stuff. Well, um, I guess the last question would be, uh, do you, what percentage are you lucky and what percentage are you smart? Lucky and smart. Oh, man. Um, in terms of relationships, Bethany, or, or everything, career? Oh, yeah. both. But that's good. That's, I've never asked it in terms of relationships. Um, well, well, I think... I, I think it's a matter of being, um, but I think both things are, are uh, both mechanisms work the same way, and uh, they they both work best when you're. I mean, I mean, like acting and life, being in a relationship. I think it's best when you stay out of your own way, um, when you um, are able to kind of be present and not in your head, and and I think. Um, like I said, I think just knowing what doesn't work has helped. Um, I, I've really, I love meditation. I love, um, in, in a weird way, being home for the pandemic and, and having, putting less pressure on myself to continue to work, work, work has, and, and investing in things like um, leisurely joys. Like I've got a guard, I started gardening again and cooking and things like that. As cheesy as it sounds, I think it's really allowed me to, um, like we were talking about like down regulating, you know, it's, it's, it's allowed me to kind of, uh, find my neutral place. And, and, um, in, in that there's a great degree of, uh, of, of, of wisdom, I think, and, and understanding. And, and I think that's, that's when, that's the best time to, to enter into some, uh, relationship, um, when you really know what you want and, and, and know who you are. It's so true. And you reminded me, which is a good note to end on that with luck in business and in relationship you have to be you have to set yourself up you have to have everything ready on the boat for if those fish do come yeah so with emotionally you have to set yourself up emotionally so you're ready if if a good relationship comes that you're prepared for it and you can treat it properly and nurture it and be you know be set up for success in that that's a great note for both i think so bethany i i mean again like shake this with a big grain of salt (laughs) I'm uh, I'm new at at it being good, but um, I think acting is the same way. Acting it, it's it's helped my you know I, I certainly like some of the jobs I've done since since this change has occurred. I, I find myself a lot more present and confident in 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 the work. I, I mean to 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 act your best. I think you just need to be as present as possible. I it, it's. You know, it's similar to to you on the show. You had mentioned being on the show, and it, it's it's like any sort of improv. You have to be open to mm-hmm. listening and, yeah. and um, responding. It's it's basic. It's yeah. very basic. But when you do it properly, when it when it when you're in put yourself in a position to succeed, it's it can be so um, exhilarating. I think exactly. Well, I, I, it's no mystery to me why you're so good at podcasting. You're so interesting oh. to talk to. It has been such an absolute pleasure. I can't even tell you. I like you. You're so great. Likewise, Bethany. I'm so happy to hear that you're um, you you found you got a fella and you're you're doing it. Yep, I am doing it. Maybe one day we'll get together. We'll go on a double date. I would like that. Awesome. Have a great uh, day. It was so good talking to you. Thanks, Bethany. So Justin Long is so wonderful. That was such a great conversation. I am so happy for his success, but his success is so deserved and justified because he's such a conversationalist. He has such a beautiful curiosity. He honestly wants to hear genuinely about what's going on with other people. And I just think he was terrific and wonderful. And we talked about relationships and success and being guarded and getting activated. It was just a really beautiful conversation. So thank you so much for listening. Remember to rate, review, and subscribe. It just, I never grow tired of these amazing conversations and I learn every day. So I appreciate you so much. Thank you. 
Just Be is hosted by me, Bethany Frankel. Just Be is a production of Be Real Productions, iHeartRadio, and Blue Duck Media. Our EPs are Morgan Lavoie, Antonio Enriquez, and Kara Hitt. To catch more moments from the show, follow us on Instagram at Just Be With Bethany. So Puerto Rico is a beautiful place. It's a lush island. It's great for surfing. It's got a culture. Like you feel like you've really gone somewhere far and you don't need a passport, which honestly I do really enjoy. It's a beautiful island. The people are amazing. The food is amazing. The water, the beaches, the vibe. It's a great place. It really is. In Puerto Rico, you'll taste the influence of Spanish, African, and native Taino traditions, sometimes all in the same dish. Puerto Rican chefs and restaurants put their passion into every bite. Puerto Rico is an excellent destination for food, which may not be a well-known fact. Whether it's a five-star restaurant or local favorite spot, no one does food like Puerto Rico. No passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA.